Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Double book myself again When did I last see my friends? Calendars and tiny print Still can't fit all that shit in Even need a break from my weekend Feels like I'm Pushing my limits, can't say no So I just don't Who am I kidding? This isn't living, no I live my life, I can't complain So why do I constantly feel drained? Don't wanna quit it, guess I'll admit it to myself Damn, I'm overcommitted Ooh, I'm overcommitted Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast that was overcommitted by Stacy Kelleher. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello. Hello, um, Nicole, my fellow uh, podcaster. I'm overcommitted. Yes. And Greg, I'm overcommitted. my other fellow I can't, I can't believe <laughs> I made it for the podcast. 
I'm I'm overcommitted. No, you, you should like, just be committed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I committed heinous acts. Yeah, this is the second time we featured Stacy, right? This is yes. Uh, we I think we featured one or two of her songs before, but now she's actually been releasing uh, a bunch of new music, so we're able to feature two songs now. I like Stacy. She's kind of very ethereal, very kind of. I like her voice. I like her the mood she creates with her music. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I. I can remember back, I used to take my daughter to see like shows and these people that she would somehow miraculously know who they were. And I, you know, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have a clue. Right. And I supposedly used to work in the industry. Right. So, uh, but we go to these places that were kind of like youth oriented clubs and there would be like 500 to a thousand kids there, like singing every single word to all these songs. And I was, I was just always fascinated by that. It's like, how do these kids hear this, and why do they? Why are they compelled to sing the lyric back to the person that's performing? But that's what that song feels like. Like to back me. in '63, when like you know, I guess they did. That, teenagers yeah. went to sing the Beatles, and their parents are going, "What are you doing?" Like, so it's, <laughs> it, it's just always been that way. Yeah. Well, and even now, so. nowadays, I mean, if you've seen any of the new clips from Taylor Swift playing in Dallas this past weekend, I mean, the entire stadium is just screaming at her the lyrics that she's singing to them. Let's move on from there. My, I have one little pet peeve this week. I don't watch the show. I haven't watched it in a long time. But I just stumbled on a an American Idol episode. Oh, yeah, they're having some so, kind of... So Was it the one with Katy Perry mom shaming or something well, like that? that. <laughs> Katie, well, that's nothing. Right, right off the bat, you know, out of all those judges, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, the only one who has any credit, in my opinion... <laughs> It's Lionel Richie. The guy wrote right. songs. He's been around. He, 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 he's. I think Katy Perry acts like she's like some artist, and she give me a break. And then Luke Bryant, come on, he's just. I think he's just really got good teeth. That's about all I like about Luke Bryant. Well, he brings, Man, he, he brings extraordinarily the successful aspect to it. No, he, he he gives that country esque. They try to go country like, like they had yeah, Keith Urban was that. Now now it's Luke Bryant. I, 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 anyway, but so they had which I thought was bizarre. They had this chick, you know, the guy from the Eurythmics, Dave Stewart? Yeah, yeah. Dave Stewart. His daughter, right? Dave Stewart's daughter auditioned for the show with Dave Stewart playing the guitar. And then you got, so Dave Stewart is probably a better artist than any of the judges. Dave right. Stewart, if you ask me, guys, he produced no some question. great records. Eurythmics right. were so cool. He's right. playing guitar. They're like judging him and shit. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, you know, being critical and he's there being quiet. And then, so she passed the audition. I thought she was okay, quite honestly, his daughter. But then she quit the show already two weeks in. So it leads me to believe that that is just a publicity stunt. Oh, so uh, Dave Stewart's always, daughter always is the are. one that quit, huh? Yeah, she, mm-hmm. well, another one. No, the, the other one quit. The mom quit too. But so they're, you know, like it's it's a joke because probably he knows. He just wanted probably the publicity, or they wanted the publicity of having him with his daughter. And he knows I'm not gonna have my daughter tied up in this friggin' contract. You know, you, you know those contracts with those American Idol, right? Right. It's right, like you know, right, you, right. you you you're getting top ten or something like that. You're locked in for seven years. You can't do anything. Like, yeah, it's really egregious what yeah. they ask people to. And I think they also probably own and control the copyrights associated with the songs they perform. Right. So, so. yeah. So he probably said, "Yeah, my daughter. He, he's no, too she ain't that. too savvy." Yeah. In the business to say, I ain't gonna be part right. of this nonsense. Anyway, so that was my mm. little pet peeve. So, but you know, it's, it is interesting because those those shows have really become one of the only ways that you can get traction with tons of people quickly. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the old days where you could go on a television show and and win a bunch of fans over. Uh, everything's so fractured now that, you know, they got a thousand shows with an audience, a tiny, you know, thousands of uh, watchers or listeners, audience. But you know what amazes me, though? So with technology and, and the broad, you know, like, you know, reach, you know, we have with, with, with uh, the internet and social media, why aren't artists making it faster? Like, the Beatles broke worldwide in like a week, you know, in, in February on one TV show. And then like, it was like, it was amazing how worldwide, how quick they it's got because famous. It's because nobody can scale audience that quickly, like, you know, Ed Sullivan, like, uh, really? You know, not uh, with like with today's technologies? They're not. Well, if you think about what we've also talked about on here with like the saturation of music too, it's like there's almost too much music and too much noise to be able to rise above the top, and then there's not enough exposure because there's so many different shows that do the things that right. are trying to get artists to you know kind of go up the ladder and potentially get a record deal. So. So I remember they say that back when uh, the Beatles were on, sh- on the Ed Sullivan show, 75 million people saw that. Yeah, well, that's a lot of people. So what is like the viewership of like American Idol today? Do you know? I'll Google. Hold on. Give me two is seconds. It, is it anywhere near that? Or like I, will, I will bet you it's not any on an episode by episode basis. It couldn't be a tenth of that. American Idol episode received 8.1 million total viewers and scored a 1.37 rating yeah, in the say, key it's, demographics. It's yeah, so. One-tenth, okay. Still pretty big, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Like, you know. It's much different. People's attention is focused on these particular shows, right? Like, unless you are a fan of Katy Perry or Luke Bryan or Lionel Richie, you're also probably not tuning in. Like, if you remember when American Idol first came out, I think a lot of people tuned in because Simon Cowell was just so different from, like, other types of shows that happen before. That's why I like AGT now. Yeah. But he's even gotten nicer. He's even not as, like, brutal as he used to be. They probably told him he needed to soften up a little bit. Well, it's his show. So oh, I, I know. He, he does what he wants. I, yeah, I don't know. You're right. Getting that uh, spam that he died. You see that in, no. in your social networks? <laughs> Was that like an April Fool's joke so, or something? Uh, no, it's somebody for months and months and months has been running the same format, and they take a celebrity photo, and then they have a doctored photo of somebody like hooked up to all these tubes in a hospital bed it's really ridiculous so they're still they're still <laughs> they're still ruining your facebook experience they are. oh my experience <laughs> is still ruined yeah that was funny last week that you were you were shocked that i would use that terminology his, his experience right? like i give it like an 11 year old kid at the ball game like oh my they stole my mitt you know? <laughs> well here's the thing because of what we also talked about last week, my TikTok experience has literally just been, I'm not even going to say who's, because I already talked about her and I don't want to get anyone riled up, but like every single like video I've seen has been about that tour or about like the, I guess the different codes that are happening now and, you know, if she's dropping her Taylor's version of the last four albums she has to re-record. So it's been, I've literally actually stayed off of TikTok for a day or two to try to like have it reset a little bit. <laughs> But maybe I'm wrong, and, and maybe I'll just date myself and just tell me I'm an idiot, but she's still not the Beatles. She's <gasps> not, but her fans You know what love I mean? Her. Like, she's, she still is like, the Beatles were like revered, man. They were, they were critically acclaimed, and they were changing society and, 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 and the culture. 
she's not that. Does she appear to you, does she seem to you to be not 100% engaged? She seems, she feels kind of robotic to me. When I've seen her interviewed, when when I see her on stage, when I see her interacting with audience, it's almost as if, there, it's not all quite there. Now, granted, she's making billions of dollars, so you know I'm not trying to falter. I, it just doesn't feel right to me. In the past, she's kind of played up like the quirky, awkward, like I can't right. dance, I can't do this. But Goofy, this spent, this right. tour, at least from what I've seen from like the videos that people are posting, she seems way more relaxed. She's way more engaged. She and I think it's because it's probably one of the first tours she's done where she's probably had full control over what she can do because she sings for three hours and 19 minutes she's been famous for a decade already now you know yeah. she should have it yeah, down yeah. by now you know you know what it is you know what i think for, as far as i'm concerned for me because i'm older and more mature i don't buy the nonsense like you know yeah. i don't I, I don't buy lady gaga i don't buy madonna i don't i don't, I don't care about these people you know if i like right. her music fine if not i don't care what her personality is i really don't yeah, I just there's just something missing. It's very strange. It's like usually when you see someone interviewed and they're they're in the position to be a celebrity, usually there's like this kind of X factor that people pick up on. It's like, wow, I would love to be that person's best friend. You know, that person seems amazing to me. With her, it's like I, I it, it just doesn't feel real to me. I don't know what it's I think about. Because of social media, there's too much access for one, mm-hmm. and like there's no mystery anymore. Like even now, yeah. still, you know, I get a lot of like Beatles stuff in my TikTok, so I, I, yeah. I get these little quips from George Harrison. He was always kind of cool when he talked. Like you know, I can, right. he was just cool, and he was just like you know. So for some reason, I maybe because he was one of the Beatles, but even the stuff he says was kind of interesting and little. She doesn't do that for me, you know. Like Lady Gaga, another one who like she tries to be more like profound and stuff. And I think something about her just bugs me too. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like these celebrities anymore. I didn't know this, but Daisy Jones and the Six that show on Prime. Yep. I finished watching it. You know that girl is Elvis Presley's granddaughter? Yes. I didn't know that. I knew, I knew that from the beginning because that was the whole publicity thing around I, it. I guess I'm just, I don't pay attention, man. So, but, who's, so whose child is it? Lisa Marie's. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, and, uh, and supposedly. That's odd that uh, she met her demise at the same time her, her daughter, daughter was uh, in a supposedly they actually successful hot show. They yeah. actually sang that stuff, the band, and they actually played that stuff. They actually became a band to do that. I believe that. Anyway, so that's all I got to say. What do you got to say? I think, I think your, your rant about, or it's not really a rant, but your comment that celebrities just aren't doing it for you anymore, I, I, I think that's valid. I I can't think of anybody that I, you know, am enamored with uh, and enamored with their celebrity. When Bowie used to talk, he used to be so cool. He was Bowie. I would hang on every word Bowie ever said in an interview. Yeah, because he was always interesting. I was just interested, yeah. Well, and I I do, Carl, agree that I think it comes down to access because if you think about it when – even like 20 years ago, if you wanted to hear like your favorite artist or your favorite actress and what they had to say about, 
you know, their latest project or what's going on, you'd have to tune in and watch the interview that they did. And you wouldn't even know what they were doing in their day-to-day lives unless the paparazzi kind of got a video shot of them. Nowadays, they post it in two seconds. Like, I'm at, you know, Air One, or I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And it's almost like degraded them from that celebrity status because there is no more like the internet has dumbed down the world (laughs) no question i'm glad i lived when i did because for you guys you're in your 20s now guys no the world is over the robots are organic (laughs) yeah we were organic you are not yeah go go you better go buy some land upstate and and build a bunker because it's over Anyway, so what, do you have any bones to pick? Well, I don't have a I don't have a bone to pick, but we can't go a week without probably mentioning another award show, which was the CMTs that happened this past oh, weekend. You, come on, there's an award show in Nashville every other week. Come on, it wasn't. Like, no, it wasn't. It was not in Nashville. They moved it to Austin this year. Why? I don't know. I had a dream I was in the elevator with Billie Eilish last night. I don't know why. That's, well, that's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Well, do we wanna do we wanna listen to Stacy Kelleher's latest single? Because that might clue us Maybe into what's going to happen. Maybe she could get us happen. out of this mood. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a mini rant after that. Okay, let's yeah. let's, let's listen. All right, to, so uh, let's listen to Stacy Kelleher's next single, which is "Worst Case Scenario." Um, but before that, why don't we listen to our unofficial official sponsor, Banco Java? This episode is officially unofficially sponsored by Bongo Java. Bongo Java, the birthplace of the 9420 podcast. While Bongo Java got its start a year earlier than 9420 in 1993, in 1994, Carl and Greg's relationship got started. And in 2020, Carl and Greg visited Bongo Java to create this podcast that you listen to. For more information on Bongo Java, go to bongojava.com. I obsess about the end, I don't even begin Cause I'm already thinking About the way that it went In my head set the bar so low So my hopes don't get high Maybe that's pessimistic But that's just the way I get by What would it be like to go Just to get some rest Not just to escape All the nightmares playing in my head I tried everything But I can't seem to replace The worst case scenario Every single day friend I don't sugarcoat it she says I'm overthinking I already know but I can't help it can't help myself but if I say it I might as well start waving waving a white flag instead what would it be like to go to Escape all the night. 
to a song as much as that in a very long time well you're you're, so you're, 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 a, you're a pessimist i'm not a pessimist but like the the way that her lyrics were like wouldn't it be nice to just go to sleep to get some rest instead of like replaying things or thinking things and like that at least for me at the end of the day i have a very hard time to like meditation just, baby no and i know that but like it was just one of those things i was like hmm this song just seems very poignant right now Meditation and Vicks cough syrup. Nobody remember things people say. You probably even forget you, you said this to me 30 years ago. I was playing a song, and I used to write this song where I wrote a song where, like, I, let's say the line is, and Bob and Mary go to the movies, right? So I'd go, and Bob and Mary go to the movies when I, you know, and you said to me, I, I was in the line, but you said you didn't like when lines break in the middle of, of the thought. Like, you know, and then go to, right. you know, you, you told me that. And, and I'm always... Remember, Conversational. Remember, yeah. I remember, like, I remember always remembered that. Yeah. But I'm finding today there's a new way of songwriting, of phrasing, of singing, of the way they say words. And like, and, and that's and that's part of it. They do, I yep. believe it's, and I go the the way I went before. You know, all this like <laughs> stuttering and, and like and ending sentences in the middle of lines. And then I, yesterday... But when I you're, you're saying that they that they are writing disjointed like that, right? It's it's the way they write now. It's 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 yeah, it's, it's the way they flow lyrics now. It's the way it's done. They don't rhyme the way they used to as much, you know. They, you know, which which is kind of cool, but sometimes it's annoying, you know. And like and even like and then not to put it down, but all this whisper singing, you know, like a lot of <laughs> a lot of whisper singing. Yeah, um, I think that uh, in her case, I think she she sings well, but I, love, I, love, I think I love the a lot voice. of people. I think a lot of people do that whisper singing because you need to get up close in order to get the personality out of the vocal. And the fact is, they're not pushing much air. They're not doing much singing. They're basically just kind of. You know what? Um, I saw a thing the other day by Daniel Daniel Lenoy emoting the song. Daniel Lenoy produced, uh, I think, Lenoir, Lenoir, however you say his yeah. name. I think, is it Lenoir? L-A-N-O-I-S. Lenoir, I think. Yeah. Daniel Lenoir. He produced uh, U2 and a bunch of things. And he said, and they, they were asking him about singers. And he goes, and he said, certain singers, like, he goes, what do you think about Bono? Is he a good singer? He goes, well, let me tell you something about Bono. He goes, the mic likes him. 
And that's yeah. where sometimes, the, and I think for me, I, I, I'm not, I think this is true. I don't think I'm a good singer, but I think the mic liked me. You know, I was able yeah. to say, get my expression across the mic where, so certain people like, I think Elton John, the mic likes him. I don't think he's a yeah. good singer, you know, where yeah. like, you yeah. know, like yeah. Adele's yeah. a good singer. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think. No, that, I hear that. But I think, it, I think it's also, you know, I, I think, I actually think it's, if you're singing classically, if like you're moving a lot of air, I think it helps your pitch. And I think uh, classic singers, they're actually in some instances more difficult to record because you've got to, you've got to have a lot of room in them. I mean, Sinatra was not a, a classic singer in that, in that sense. He had to be pretty close up in order to get, you know, his articulation. Really? You don't think he had any kind of power or any kind of belt or anything? I don't think he had much power, no. He didn't have the power that Tony Bennett had. He didn't have the power that... You know, I mean, like somebody like Jack Jones, my boy, Jack Jones. <laughs> Your boy. Did, didn't we speak to... Uh... We did. Stacy answered our questions of the week. So the first question that we asked Stacy is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hey, 9420. My name is Stacey Kelleher. I am an indie pop singer, songwriter, and artist based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am so excited to share my new single, Overcommitted, with you today. This song I co-wrote with Emily Gerkles and Fran Litterski. They're two of my favorite writers in town. And I remember when we sat down to write this song, we were all kind of feeling a little bit burnt out and really just feeling the toll of being super busy, which obviously we all love and we really enjoy what we do being musicians and artists and writers but it can be a lot sometimes so i remember we were all really feeling that and talking about what we were gonna write about that day and we were kind of tossing around titles and overcommitted came up and i was like that's exactly how i'm feeling right now and it's okay to be busy and it's okay to have a lot on your schedule but everybody needs a break sometimes so that's what the song is about and I co-produced this with Alex Fansel in Franklin, Tennessee at his studio, Redshed Sound. And I'm so excited that it's finally out in the world and seeing that so many people have related to it and hearing all of the kind messages that people have sent me has just made me feel validated and really happy about this song. I mean, she's not wrong. It kind of is a very universal topic because I feel like a lot of people feel like that right now, so... So the next question we asked Stacey is, what music artists have influenced your career so far? I listen to so much different music. It's kind of all across the board. And as a songwriter, it doesn't even matter what genre it is. If it's got good lyrics and cool melodies and awesome chords, that's that's it for me, really. So um, some of my favorites, I love Holly Humberstone, Lennon Stella, Harry Styles. I love Maggie Rogers. I've been a fan of forever since she came on the scene. I love a lot of local artists based in Nashville too, like Bree Kennedy, Hadley Canary. I love the band Bo. I love the Foxies. And I also pull from R&B. I love SZA. I love a lot of country artists like Lainey Wilson, Meg Maroney. I love Old Dominion. So 
Really, I just listen to everything and I'm always looking to discover new music. And that's definitely something that keeps me inspired and keeps me moving forward as an artist and a songwriter. Is she just making names up like like macaroni bombazis <laughs> and, and the cheese the cheese whiz kids? And- no, all those people are country music stars. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I've never heard of it. She's any- not I- making uh, any of those up though. Oh, I Googled man. You know, Billy Wombatso. <laughs> but I mean that just goes to show too. There's probably so Dr. many so many music artists that like we show, haven't heard of, but like they touch, have. I want to touch we are we should change this 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 uh ninety four twenty out of touch podcasts. The new tagline featuring the music we love and the crap you don't care about. Right. <laughs> so the last question we asked Stacy is if there is one service in the music industry that could be offered but currently is not for independent music artists, what would it be? I think it would be so cool, and maybe this exists and I just don't know about it. But I think it would be amazing if there was some sort of collective or group for indie musicians where we could just throw around different job opportunities, different gig openings, even just a way to connect with other folks to write with or throw around different producers and mixers and mastering engineers, just kind of some organization that put all of us indie musician folks in the same room or in the same group chat or whatever it may be that we could just click on different categories of what it is that we're looking for. I feel like obviously in Nashville, there's a huge sense of community, which is amazing. And just leaning on the folks around you can really help you get what you need or offer up your services. But I feel like if there was some sort of official group or collective like that, that would be amazing just so that way if you were looking for something and somebody mentioned that group that you could just join or get a membership in or whatever it might be, I think that would be extremely helpful. And again, maybe it exists and I am just not informed about it, but I think that would be an amazing way to help indie folks get what they need and also help indie folks put their services out there. What she's referring to that she probably doesn't know about is the YES Nashville Facebook group. It used to be probably a lot better because it's grown a lot, but that's where a lot of the young entertainment professionals will go and post that they've got a gig here or they're looking for a full band or they're needing help with this or they're needing a tour manager. So that's like a good group for any music music artists in Nashville to try to be a part of because they've got a lot of resources there that come directly from people. And also on a on a bigger level, on a on a national level, certainly is a group called A Two I M. She should check that out. And then on the international level, there is another group called Merlin M E R L I N. Here's what I feel. I feel there's too much information in the world. There's just so much information out there. There's so many people telling you how to do it. There's so many people showing you do it this way. Here's this list. Join this group. Be part of this thing. Have this plug in. No, there's this, this. It's overwhelming. And it's why everything sounds like crap. I'm sorry. If you want to be an artist, you know what I'm telling you to do? This is my advice. Go to a cabin in the woods. Pull the, the plug from all your internet and record your record. Don't listen to anything. Stop being influenced by anybody. Just go in. Go in. And that's where you'll get your art from. You know, stop worrying about what everyone else is doing or, or asking them for how you help me. And these these glossaries and these, what do they call it? These, um, oh, I'm just so. Facebook groups. 
You have to have Facebook groups and meetups and, and all this nonsense. I'm sick of it. Well, I do think that a lot of digital services are just that. It's They're just garbage. a money grab. Pull yeah. the plug. Yeah. This is what I want to do. I want to have internet pull the plug day globally. National unplug day. Unplug. Everybody is take your phone. If I was the president, free guns. To keep the guns. Just go get the phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for the phones, baby. <laughs> Let's have a moment of silence in this podcast to recognize the idea that we should all unplug. Ready? Go. Well, think about it. Well, think about it. Like, you know, I think it'd be great. Like, you know. How compelling is it to listen just to take the, the you know, silence I'm going for, I'm it. going for the phones. I'm <laughs> going for the phones. I'm anyway. with you, Carl. We probably do need to pull the plug on those. All right, are we about done with this episode? All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. For everything that we spoke about, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T W E N T Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.